Hello and welcome to the Messy Message Podcast with Alexis and Burley. Where God can take your mess and make it your message. Yes, God. <laughs> hey, Alexis. Hey, Burley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. I, I want to go right into it. Let's jump in it. You got our gratitude moment I got it. All right. I got it. Um, So, so excited about this. (laughs) (laughs) It's a small detail. Like, it's not um, this profound moment, but God is in the details, right? Yeah, he is. He's in the small things, too. So, every Wednesday night, I go to my bonus mom's house. We eat a delicious dinner. She she could throw down. Oof. It's so good. You need to go one day. I need to hey, invite me. I don't turn <laughs> down food. You know that. She's probably going to call me. It's like, hey, why haven't you invited Alexa? What does she like? So uh, I go every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So think nothing of it. Go get the kids in the car. Go, 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 go. We're going to go uh, eat some delicious food. It's Wednesday. I notice that the gas tank is low. Okay. Really low. I'm like, I need to get gas. This is not the most convenient, you know, going there because I have to make the U-turn. It's like right. the most difficult yes. thing to get into this gas station. So I'm like, on my way back, I'll get gas. Pause. Let's be real. Women don't like stopping to gas. I hate it. <laughs> I told my husband it's my love language. Yes. When you get me gas, right. it, t- it turns me on. Like, please, just get gas. <laughs> get me gas. So but anyways, I get there and you may not know this about me, but you're going to learn a new thing now. Okay. I am known, notorious for losing my debit card. Oh, gosh. It is like, it's my favorite thing to do. No. <laughs> it's my ministry. Losing <laughs> <laughs> my debit card. So I lost my debit card. I had been doing a really good job. I had one of those wallet phone thingies and I, I keep all my cards there, but it got loose. I don't know where it is. It's in the oblivion at this point. And in between the time it took to get my debit card, oh, I'm like walking around with no debit card, not even realizing it. <sighs> get to my bonus mom's house and I'm having a good time. There's a group of us there. You know, we all get together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you guys are all blocking me. I need to get out of here. Like she needed to go now, now, now. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my sister are looking for her keys. I get mine out first. Mind you, she never uses my car. In the years and years and years, I I honestly don't remember her ever using my car. She mm-hmm. prefers to drive her own car. But in mm-hmm. this case, she just needed to go. It was convenient. It was convenient. Right. I'm like, take my car. I need gas. But it's fine. You'll make it. And she gets in my car. She calls me and she's like, you don't have any gas. I can't even make it to the corner. Like and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I think you'll be fine. I know my car. Right. She's like, I'm going to put, I'm just going to put like, you know, a couple bucks. She put like maybe 20, 25 bucks or something like that. I think mm-hmm. it was like halfway when I got in the car. Yeah. I get in the car. I get the kids in the car. Bye, 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 bye. And I'm like, let me go ahead and just fill up the tank. Let yeah. me stop. I stop and guess who doesn't have a debit card? You. Me. Birdly. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, what would have happened? Yeah. If she didn't put gas, if she didn't need to use my car and didn't put gas in the car, being yeah. these three small babies oh, gosh. would have been stuck on the side of the road calling somebody for help. Aww. Oh my gosh. And you know, I just, I was so grateful. I'm like, thank you, Lord, that yeah. you aligned everything so that we were taken care of. Yeah. Even when I didn't even know to ask for it. Yeah. Because sometimes we need help and something's coming and the Lord knows. Yeah. yeah. And he was able to take care of us in that moment. That's and so beautiful. I'm so grateful. So grateful That's not to a God. small thing. That's a big thing. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, because right? Because you were stuck on the side of the road with your baby. Right? Oh, That man. visual makes me like... 
that would have that would yeah, yeah that, that would have not been cool no no that's awesome all. though yeah god is in the details he, he also prevented a good argument between my husband and I. <laughs> you know that would have oh yeah oh yeah that why didn't you get gas oh yeah that would have not that call would not have gone over well nope that is too funny well, he's thank so you. good to me he is so good to he you he loves me thank you for your gratitude moment you're welcome it's a funny one too it is right Women do not like going to gas stations. Not a fan. As was like, you'll stop at every Starbucks, but you won't stop to get gas. Will you? I'm like, oh, burn. Yeah, <laughs> i let you know. So, burn. Alexis. Yeah. What do we got going on today? So, I'm glad you asked because we are so grateful that today we have our very good friend, Karen, here. Ooh, and guys. she's our special guest for this episode. And it's really, really cool. Um, actually, just a little bit of background. Karen... Um, Burley and I all met a year ago, um, through our church doing a small group and it was so super cool. Like that season of just like growing together and learning and Karen got to deal with, um, the craziness of Alexis and Burley as (laughs) group leaders, small group leaders, (laughs) but it was really cool. And, um, you know, we, we grew and we've established relationships. And so like, even though, you know, things have like transpired in life and in all of our lives and COVID hit and, hmm. you know, all of that stuff, like we really continue to like connect and bond. And when we talk about God being in the details, like us, the three of us reunited here doing just what we're doing today. Hmm is God being in the details. And I just think that that's really a beautiful thing. Um, When we met Karen, which you guys are going to hear more of her story. When we met Karen, she was very, very much in a space of like, just you could tell that she needed like a hug Mm -hmm. and just like some uplifting. And we didn't know, Burley and I didn't know right away some of the things and the hardships that our sweet sister was dealing with, but we knew that there was something. We didn't know the details of what that something was, but we knew that there was something. And um, she's going to share that story today. So um, Karen has, you know, had a, a, a battle over the last year or so, um, just kind of dealing with um, the newness and the most surreal thing of going through a divorce. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really, really hard. And I remember, you know, Karen, you can chime in whenever you want. But when I first met you and when you first started to kind of open up and share with me just what you were going through, I just remember my heart like sinking for her just because I could tell the the anguish mm-hmm. and the pain. Yes. Um. But what I think you will see, not what I think, what I know Mm -hmm. God will reveal as Karen shares her story is she had pain with a purpose. Yes. She had um, an absolute transformation going through this. And we know that if you've been listening to the messy message, our whole theme is God taking that mess and making it a message. That's right. And that's exactly what he did. He literally gave her beauty for ashes. And so I would love, Love yeah, really love for Karen to kind of set us up. um, Just give us some history on the background of your relationship, how it started Mm -hmm. and where you guys 
you know, how did you meet? How did the, you know, the love kind of blossom in and then just take us through that journey? Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, ladies. I'm so happy to be here with you both. Um, So I ended up marrying my childhood sweetheart, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, We... Grew up in, um, grew up together in school. So we met in middle school, and we carried on that that friendship um, through high school and so on. And then we kind of went our separate ways mm-hmm. as we became adults, right? And we every now and then just kept finding each other, um, you know, at the mall or at a restaurant or something like that, and wow. and just kind of always had that connection, but just mm-hmm. never really acted on it. And then just one time, one day, I remember running into my husband and. Um, he wanted to have more than just a friendship. And um, so we decided to act on that. Okay, I was going to say, right? were you like, yeah. sure? Uh, no, I wasn't, actually. <laughs> you were? I wasn't. Not, not right away. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. And so, what, so how did it go? So you were friends? And we were great you friends. you knew each we other. Were, yes. He's like, wait, I want this to blossom into more. And you're like, what? No, there's history. You're like, like no. No, <laughs> we grew up together. There's history. Like, I've known who you've dated. Like, that's not cool. Like, uh, yeah, that's yeah, That's just yeah. weird, right? You know what I mean? I can like, see that. Our yeah. friends are friends. Like, we know all the same people. So it was just kind of awkward. Right. So no, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So then, um, so it was funny because I said, okay, well, well let's just be. Whatever B means, we're just going to be. Whether it's friends, whether it's boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is, we're just going to be. Well, that B went really fast. (laughs) Gotcha. And within months, we were moving in together. He moved in with me. I was living on my own at the time. Mm -hmm. I was alone here in the States. My parents had left to Mm -hmm. another country as well as my sister. So I found myself by myself. Mm -hmm. And so he came and he moved in with me. And we carried on a great relationship you know, for many, many years. And um, at some point we started having those conversations as far as getting married and mm-hmm. things like that. And I was active in the church and he wasn't going to church. This whole time? Um, this time, this okay. whole time he was yeah. not going to church, right? I but was, you were? I was. Okay. I grew up in church. That's part of my history. And I never left the church. Okay. I always go on Sundays and, you know, even those late nights, I'd be <laughs> in church Sunday morning. <laughs> yes, welcome. It. That's just what I welcome to the party. That's yeah. how, that is the life right? we lived. Yeah. yeah. Past tense lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I knew where I belonged. Right. And I knew I needed to go Amen. to church, right? Amen. Thank God for that. Um, so so he he wasn't active in the church. And then at some point we had this conversation and I told him, I said, huh, and I said, look. He's come with me a couple of times to my church, but mm-hmm. my church was in Spanish, so it was difficult. Even okay. though they had translation, it was always, mm-hmm. it's different, it's a different right? Yeah. When someone's yeah. like talking and the other one's like repeating yeah. something on the other side. So anyways, we got involved and we started, we switched churches and now we're going to an English speaking church and he completely loved it, fell in love, accepted Christ really early on That's as amazing. we started the church. And then um, shortly after he got baptized, That's right? Awesome. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was perfect. Um, it was really important for me for that to happen. And so, um, and so we're continuing on in our relationship and everything's going well. And then we start to have those conversations as far as taking it to another level and getting married and such and such. So we end up, you know, getting engaged. And now we're like, okay, you know, we're, we're wanting to invest into a property, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we we do. And shortly before we purchased this house to, to basically, it was like, like a fixer-upper kind of thing, we decide to just 
have a marriage mm-hmm. or, you know, have a union. And, um, and so it was something quick, nothing mm-hmm. fancy at all. It was just a really um, informal union. And um, we moved into our house. We started to fix it up and do the things that we needed to do. We had some construction go on and that mm-hmm. was, that was it. Um, and then we just kind of kept on with that, you know, with our relationship, going to church. We were active in church. Mm-hmm. We were serving together. We were doing a relational relationship counseling through church. Wow. And, um, you know, working on some of the things that we were kind of, um, we were just trying to be involved, yeah. trying to do things mm-hmm. the right it way, trying like to were, follow yeah. God's lead. You guys had a flow. Because we weren't perfect. And obviously we started a very imperfect relationship mm-hmm. from moving in together initially and not being married and things like that. So we kind of saw initially like where we kind of went wrong Mm -hmm. and we were trying to correct things Mm -hmm. while we were in the church i can relate to that yes Mm -hmm. yes yes i I know a little bit of your story um so so anyway so that's how that was and you know we got into a rut really just bad uh relationship we were so i'll pause you just a little bit because i know burley you had a question that you were like wanting to ask can't Pretty much. Out. So leading up to this, your relationship is now, you're, you're, you said that you got into a rut. So we're not in a stable place. How did things end up there? Like, how did it build up to that? There was a lot going on. There was, we started to lose our form of communication. We started mm. to lose respect for each other. We started to... Um, and this was just through things that were going on in the relationship, some personal issues, mm-hmm. um, and things just kind of became verbally abusive, emotionally mm-hmm. abusive, mm-hmm. and it was weighing on him, and it was weighing on me, mm-hmm. and we just weren't seeing eye to eye. I mean, every small detail was just like a an an argument, wow. you know. Yeah. And and then it was just kind of like a show at church, you know. Oh, wow. Everybody just saw us and thought that there was nothing wrong, nothing going on within our relationship. And in the background, we were just really, really You're struggling. struggling. Yeah. yeah. We were really, really struggling. We were just in really rough shape. So um, early on, that I remember after the 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 ball dropped and 2019 rolls in, um, you know, I'm praying desperately because. I knew that this was going to be the year that something needed to change, Mm -hmm. whether it was going to be in a form of divorce or Mm -hmm. whether God was going to completely come in and restore. But I knew that year something had to end or something needed to do, right, to change. It was a definitive year. It was. It was. It was weird. But that's just how I started the year. Yeah. And so... um, You know, I'm praying and whatnot. And um, a sweet couple that we know from church... um, was ex- expre- uh, they had approached us and basically said, hey, you know, there's this encounter that's for three days. It's Christian-based. Mm-hmm. And basically, you guys go away. Mm-hmm. Um, men go first, and then the women go uh, mm-hmm. the weekend afterwards. So you're going separately. We're going separately, okay. right. So the men would go one weekend, and then the women would follow the next weekend. And it's an encounter of uh, three days, and that's basically what it is. Like, you're there mm-hmm. secluded from the world. There's no technology. There's nothing. And you're just surrounded you're free by distraction. Women. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. And... Um, and it's you're you're there to basically encounter whatever God has prepared for you, right? Wow. So, I was I was I was kind of excited about the opportunity because, like I said, I was looking for something to kind of 
um, through prayer, right? And yeah. I felt like God was kind of saying, okay, this this might be it. So I was excited. We talked about it together. We prayed about it, and we decided to go ahead and go to the encounter. And so he went first, right? Mm-hmm. My husband went first. And unfortunately, just within the couple of days that he was there, he had a medical emergency. Okay. And he had to leave. And he could no longer continue on. And it's one of those things that once you are kind of exposed to certain things within the encounter, they don't allow you to come back because, you know, you've already seen bits and pieces of it. So they don't allow you to come back. It kind of messes up the process. Of yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so he was, he was really upset. Yeah. He was devastated. I was devastated. But that's a good sign mm-hmm. because he cares, right? Like he's, you know. Yeah, that was a great he, sign. He wants to be there. It wasn't like, he was like, oh, shucks, I couldn't. Exactly. Couldn't finish. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely so. But it was it was hurtful to see him because he almost thought that he wasn't worthy enough to participate. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it was. So it broke him a different way. It broke him in a different way. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. it sure did. It broke him in a different way, and he just thought, "I'm just not good enough." Oh wow! Like he doesn't want me. Mm. And so that was hard to see. Yeah. And then I was angry. Mm-hmm. Right. I went through a period where I was just really angry with God. And it's like, okay. Because you went through it, right? Well, I was going the next weekend. I hadn't next. gone okay. yet. And okay. I was I was even contemplating not going because I was upset. You yeah. know, I was upset that he didn't get to, to finish his, his, you know, the, the encounter. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, well, what's the point of me mm-hmm. going? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is for the men to go first, the women to go next. And then it's this thing, right? Right. <laughs> And um, we've got one missing piece. So mm-hmm. if I go and I have, you know, a complete transformation or I encounter God in a certain way, mm-hmm. then what about him? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm relying. I was literally relying on this to mm-hmm. like fix my to marriage. To fix your marriage. Right. So you put all of your hopes in into this encounter kind of basket, so to speak. I did. And as you... Um, because I will fast forward a little bit because you it, you go through the encounter and some amazing things begin to happen for you. Right. And tell me, like, tell us about, like, what your experience was in going through the encounter. Because I think people hearing that, it's going to really bring in some of the things that you needed. Yeah. That you didn't know you needed. That I didn't know I needed. And yeah. that's, that's so true. So, um I was a little standoffish when I got there, mm-hmm. right? I didn't really want to associate or... You're already irritated because of what happened exactly. with your husband. I was upset. Yeah. But people had convinced me and said, no, we really want you to attend. Let's uh-huh. just go ahead and do it. So I said, okay. So the next weekend I went and, um, you know, I was not happy to be there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't comfortable. And within a couple of days, there was this part within the encounter in which... I just kind of broke down. I mean, I like fell to my knees and I was just sobbing hysterically and just really, really feeling this overwhelming sensation, uh, just kind of, um, oh my God, I I can't even describe it, but um, just this intense feeling of God's love like wow true absolute pure 100 percent 
it was just, it was insane. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. Like the actual feeling that I had there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just remember crying and sobbing so much Mm -hmm. and thinking to myself, like, how could I be loved this much? You know, it was a love with no limits. Absolutely. A love with no limits. And, um, you know, I remember joking with the, with the girls that were there with me and we were all feeling the same way. We were all just so overwhelmed by the love of God. And, um, we kept saying, you know, if there's one more gift, if there's one more piece of candy, if somebody else wants to give me a hug, like, I just, you know, you just, it's like, I can't, it was just way too much to, 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 to deal with, to mm-hmm. bear. It was heavy. I mean, I, I just can't, even explained to you guys how heavy this was and it just broke me and I felt even like conviction at that point because I started to think that Mm -hmm. if this is how God loves us and we're in turn supposed to love others others the way God loves the church then I don't I don't even love my husband this much wow Mm -hmm. you know that is pause because that is a real revelation and that is also the most authentic thing um as you coming to the this real point of honesty with yourself because you're going through this encounter that you hope that you're the everything this encounter that you put so much of your hope into that you thought was going to heal your marriage but god said this encounters for you right. to understand how much I love you. Mm. Right. To break you to the point to where you realize that my love goes beyond limits. That everything that I have for you, it's so overwhelming. You can't even bear it. Like that is just like crazy. And I do want to segue into I love how you described his love as being so intense and mm-hmm. unconditional. Yeah. And I do want to just define love and the love of God yeah. because I feel like in society today we don't have a grasp of true love right there's abuse then mm-hmm. there's people that are abused that feel like they know that's what love. love is and that's love yeah um and there's just so many variations now jealousy yeah of that's of love of mm-hmm. what people think love is mm-hmm. and Karen I think you did a beautiful explanation yeah. of it um I did a little digging And I found that I love that in the Greek, there's different explanations of love. It's not like how we say, I love McDonald's. I love my mom. I love my husband. And it's all the same love. Like, no, there's different types of love. You you cannot possibly love a table. I love that table. It's my favorite table. The same way that you love your mom. But we use the same word. We use it. Yeah. In Greek, it's well, not. Yeah. And there's actually an explanation. There's a way to say the love of God, which is agape love. Mm. And um, just looking into it briefly, agape is pretty much the selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love of God. It's the highest of the types of love in the Bible, which there's there's like four, I believe. It's the fatherly love of God for humans, mm-hmm. and as well as the human reciprocal love for God. Mm-hmm. And that is what you experience at this encounter. And I think that that is so beautiful. It's such a pure love. Mm-hmm. And that's why you were probably like, I can't even take it. Because it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's it so was overwhelming. overwhelming. And, you know, as I thought about the sacrifice that, you know, Jesus had for us, I'm just like, that, I was just taken back. I mean, yes. I was taken back. You have no idea 
And I'm just like, you know, listening to some audio and they're just kind of like going through the motions of of what that looked like, right? His mm-hmm. sacrifice on the cross. And I was just completely taken back. And I just, I, I you know, I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't have children, so I don't know that, I don't know if mothers love their children that intensely. Yes. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Love my, I love so my it's like, I didn't even have anything to compare it to. Yeah. I mean, I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my sister, but mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just a different yeah. type of feeling. It's like, yes. it takes your breath away. It's it's literally overwhelming, you know, yeah, overwhelming, wow. overflowing. And that's what it was. It was just constantly overflowing and your like cup was full. It was so full. I wow. couldn't take anymore. Oh, like, I told these people, go away. Seriously. <laughs> it it's was going. a beautiful encounter. It really was. And so... So, Burley, I, I love, thank you for breaking down the agape love because, you're and, and you're right, like, we love the exact, like, oh, I love that table. And it's like, no, you don't really love that table the way you love, you, you like know. the table. Yeah, your kids <laughs> or your, your mom or your dad or your husband. But it, it's so true that we throw that word around and that it really does begin to be lost in yes. translation. Yep. We don't understand what that's really about. Um, so, I, I, I'm at this space where I'm like putting it together because you go alone, you have the encounter, which is huge for you because you understand now the love of God and what that love really looks and feels like mm-hmm. to some degree, right? Yeah, because to I don't some think degree. we really ever will understand how much God loves right, us, right? Right. But you know, you have a sn- a sn- like little sliver <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, and you come to that revelation that, do I love my my husband this way? Like, mm-hmm. and and you realize that that may not really be in your in your true heart. So you have now like okay, let's you wrapped up the encounter. What's going on after that? Like, what what happens when you get back from the encounter? How are things between you and your husband? So things were better for a short time afterwards, um, uh, but very short time. It mm-hmm. didn't. I mean, probably a couple of months. You know, we were. We were having fun. We were doing great. You know, communication was a little bit better. We even started seeing a counselor to see if that would help. Mm-hmm. Um, we've saw a few counselors, actually, some faith-based and some non-faith-based. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just trying to do everything, but yeah, we we it wasn't looking good. We okay. just we weren't we weren't in a good space. We were right back to where we started at that year and where we were at the prior year, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, months down the road. Um, he ended up moving out of our master bedroom and into the spare room. Okay. Right. And so um, during that time, I was constantly in the word and I was still worshiping and I didn't want to kind of forget about the encounter and the feeling that I had. I wanted to relive it. It was almost like being in a high that you didn't want to get off You're chasing it again. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I just found myself seeking and and wanting to be submerged and I remember just praying and I'm like I just want to be submerged in your word and in your presence and I need you around me and I need you to help me through this process and I'm losing my 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 husband and I'm losing losing my marriage and 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 um and I don't even know what to do wow you know and um, so he moves into the, the spare bedroom, and now we're just completely separated. We're, we're ignoring each other. I go to work. 
he waits until I leave to then get up and start mm. his day. And then I just get home. Avoid, you're just avoiding We're just each avoiding other. each other, right? And wow. then, you know, he went through, he was going through a period where he was just kind of being a little bit more rebellious and coming home at mm-hmm. late hours in the night, um, very, very late hours in the night. And it wasn't just on the weekends. It was Monday through Sunday, like wow. almost every day. Wow. And so that was, that was difficult. That was very, very difficult. I remember um, you sharing too, like you felt like the closer you got to God, the further he moved away. Yeah, the further he moved away, absolutely. And I continued to go to church and still attend my small groups and doing all the things that that I felt that God was still leading me through, but he didn't. Like, he didn't want to go to church anymore, or if he did, we went in separate cars. I went first, and then he would follow, and he would arrive late, and I would be on time. And it was just this thing, like, we couldn't even get that right. We couldn't even get to the point where we could decide to go in the same car and go to church together. I mean, it was was ugly. It was uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, just to be in that situation. And I was just like, I don't even know what to do. But because at this point, you've exhausted everything. I've exhausted everything. Yeah. Counseling, um, you know, meetings with the pastor, Mm -hmm. like all kinds of things. And luckily, I had a lot of support around me. And everybody was checking in and sending scriptures and trying to help and trying to do their best. But it was just difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he, he, like I said, he's in the separate bedroom and this lasted for about a month. And then one day I come home and then all of these things are gone. Wow. Oh my goodness. Everything, all of his personal items are gone. He said nothing. He had said nothing. We weren't communicating at all. Right. I mean, bits and pieces here through a text message, but really we didn't have any communication at all during this time. And then I come home and he's gone. Oh, wow. We have a house. We have a dog. We've got bills. You feel abandoned. He abandoned me. I mean, he completely left. And that was it. That was like the ultimate betrayal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt awful. I had every emotion possible. I was was angry. I felt betrayed. I Mm -hmm. felt abandoned. I mean, there was just so much going on at that time. And, um, you know, I was trying not to get upset and trying not to, you know, um, lash out at him or or do anything stupid, right? And... um, Finally, I just, after a lot of prayer and a lot of counsel, I said, I'm going to file for divorce. Wow. I mean, he left. Yeah. You know? It's hard to work out something with someone that's not there. That's not there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was. He, he wouldn't and respond. Even before he physically left, you he know. He was gone. He was gone. He was already gone. Yeah. Exactly. And And I, you know, he's... Not here to speak for himself, but, you know, in terms of, like, for you, like, do you feel like you, did you try to reach out during the times of just, like, you guys avoiding each other? Did you try to, like, pull him in or, like, say, hey, let's work this out? Or were you kind of in a space where you were, like, you're not talking to me, I'm not talking to you? A little bit of both. But I would say that I tried to at least have a conversation because I said, yo, Mm-hmm. we've got to have figure this out. Yeah. yeah. Like we have a house, yeah. we've got responsibilities, we've got bills, like all of these things. We have are a still marriage. Going on. We yes. have a marriage, right? Yeah. A marriage that we said we to the end, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? And I said, we have to figure this out. There mm-hmm. has to be something. We have to communicate here. Now let's, let's, let's be a little bit mature here mm-hmm. and let's have this conversation, whatever mm-hmm. it may look like. We have to have a conversation Wow. and nothing. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So at this point, wow, you are, you find yourself alone in this house that you purchased with your husband. You're both um, just at this point, you feel abandoned. You feel betrayed. You made a decision to go ahead and get a divorce. You have peace and you're looking to move forward. How does the divorce process go along for you? So it's supposed to be an easy divorce. We don't have any kids. All we have is a house. It was my, in my mind, and even in my attorney's mind, it was going to be very, very mm. easy. And um, and early that year when I filed for divorce, that's the year COVID hit. Oh, mm. my gosh. And, you know, during this time, like I've mentioned, you know, I was still going to church. That was, that was, that was my therapy, mm. you know, any group, any serving opportunity that, that came about, I was there. And then with COVID, everything shut down. I couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see anyone. I couldn't visit with anyone. I couldn't mm -hmm. go to church. And that was like my, that was my, what saved me on mm -hmm. a daily basis, yeah, you know, right. like, yeah. yeah, every week that's what saved me. And so, um, that was hard because then I had to learn to just learn mm -hmm. to be alone and be comfortable in my own space in this house that was a house that I had with my husband. And, um, it was, it was sweet. It was a struggle, but it was so sweet because I just got closer and closer to God. And we just developed this beautiful communication, him and I. Mm -hmm. And that was who I, I, I woke up to. Mm -hmm. I went, you know, I went through the day with. I mean, from the minute I woke up, there was worship music on. Mm -hmm. If it was, um, or I was listening to a sermon, or I was in podcasts, mm -hmm. or if I was at work, it was, you know, worship music going through my speakers or podcasts that I was listening to. And, um, and that was just, that was that, I mean, I was literally submerged and mm -hmm. anyone who reached out, if they had a verse or something that they wanted to share with me, I took all of that in, it's all beautiful. of that in. It's wow. beautiful. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of how that, that process was, um, for me during, during COVID. Mm -hmm. And, um, as I, we were going back and forth with the attorneys and trying to figure out what we were doing with some of our, some of our things, um, I, um, I was, um, I remember talking, yeah, I was saying, I remember us talking and, you know, you had been expressing some frustrations because there was a lot of like back and forth, right? With the divorce procedure and, um, because you guys, the house was on the line and even though that was like the one big ticket thing that you guys you know, kind of shared and we're going through, it was like just this, you know, kind of yo-yoing. And I remember you feeling like you, you left, you left me with all the bills. You left me with all this stuff. I've been putting everything into it. Why are you fighting me on this? Just let me have the house. Just mm -hmm. let me like, mm -hmm. you, you left it anyway, you abandoned it. So like, we're, we're, you know, in that moment, you know, of the tug of war, like, how were you beginning to feel? Because, like you said, this was supposed to be easy. You didn't think you were going to get any flag from someone who Left. walked away from it anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, we had some back and forth in regards to the house. And I remember having this conversation with you, Alexis, in regards to what I, what I thought I deserved. And, and, um why, you know, I put this much in or I invested this much and, you know, it's my home and he left and I've been, 
you know, kind of covering the expenses and doing all this and doing my best. And, you know, COVID's here and, and my, um, my salary got decreased and all of these things that were just kind of, you know, just overwhelming. Yeah. And just snowballing and one thing after another and one thing after another. And it's like, I have to deal with so much. And I, I had that conversation with you, Alexis, and you so, so gently and so lovingly. She's the bomb. <laughs> she did. She is the bomb. But she, um, she pointed out how I was being prideful in that moment. And I, I had to take that back. That was, that was huge to, to have that come at me like that. And that was one thing that I kept praying for throughout this process is that I don't want to be prideful. I don't want to hold on to pride. Um, I just want to accept God's will, whatever it may be, whatever it may look like, I want his will. And so if holding on to this home or whatever other things were going on right there was making me prideful, then I didn't want any part of it. Mm -hmm. And so I remember praying about that and not too, not too long afterwards, I just went to my attorney and I said, you know, whatever it is, just say, yes, Mm -hmm. we're going to go with it. Mm -hmm. We're just going to do it. And I remember us talking about it wasn't worth your peace. It wasn't. And that was huge. It was just material things. Yeah, exactly. it's, like, it's not worth you losing the peace of the going the back and forth. And we know that God restores all things and he has better for you. And so I, you had then shared with me a verse that had been shared with you that just brought all the confirmation. You want to tell them that? Yeah. So when I was in the encounter, I met this sweet girl and um, she she was like my buddy. We became best friends in a mm-hmm. sense throughout this whole process. And so, so cool. we went everywhere together. And one day we were just sitting and she whispers over to me and she says, the Lord says, I will give you back what you've lost. And I said, what? Yes. And she said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I got it from, but that's just what the Lord said to me. And I'm like, well, what, is, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't really know. I don't really know you. Wow, God. Wow, God. And so I, I held on to that verse wow. and I was like, well, where is it? You know? And so we had to ask a few. We were looking through the Bible and trying to find it because she couldn't remember the verse, but it's uh, Joel uh, chapter 2, verse 25. And I kept that verse with me throughout this entire process, mm. right? Because as things kept getting worse and, you know, obstacles kept coming down or disappointments or whatever the case may be, COVID, all of these things, I kept remembering that verse that God was going to restore what I had lost. Mm. And, um, and tell so, me, God, where are you now? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. What has happened? And tell he has, has and he has, and he has, and he has, and just so much. I mean, just an abundance of, of love. Here I go feeling this overwhelming love from him again, because just after I had completely surrendered this whole process, after I, you know, after I completely surrendered and I said, you know what, have your will, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be angry at the end of it. I want what you want for me. Um, and I felt that peace I mean, within like a couple of weeks, I mean, it was like the end of the month and all of a sudden I get this phone call and it's this job opportunity. And what you don't know is that I was in a difficult place at work where I didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. And so, and so I, um, that was like, that was just so awesome for me to have that opportunity to leave work. And it was right. an incredible opportunity. Yeah. I mean, incredible opportunity that I've been just praying for for a long time. So growth right away in your career. Absolute. 
Absolutely. And then what else started happening for you? And then once the, finally, once the divorce finalized, um, within like a week, I signed a contract to a brand new home. Like, oh, brand wow. new. Not a fixer upper. Not a fixer upper. <laughs> yeah. And, and by funny. yourself. And by myself. And what's great, Burley, is that you said at the beginning when you gave your gratitude moment is that God is in the details. Amen. Yeah. And and that's very true because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a house that was already here. It wasn't mm-hmm. a house that I needed to do anything to. I don't have to put any mm-hmm. money into it. Yeah. It's a new construction. Yes. You know, so and I remember you saying like to you. me, I remember you saying to me that God, this is your way, this is your rebuilding period. Yes. You know, yes. this is where you're rebuilding. Yes. And he's just such, he's in those details and it was, it's just so special. So anyways, I get ready to close here soon <laughs> on my brand new home. Praise God. And that'll be ready soon. And, and yeah, it's just been great. I mean, God has definitely restored all that I lost in just a period of like six months. I mean, it didn't even take me years to see. She's being modest, too. This girl has also, like, gotten her real estate license. She got her insurance license. (laughs) Like, she's just been, like, on the go. And, like, literally everything that you thought you were losing, he gave you some. He gave you back and Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And more. And And so when you, like, surrendered the process of that house, God was like, Good job, uh, yeah. I, good job, girl. Because yep. I got something coming yeah. your way, and that's and that was so beautiful. Yeah. I, it was like amazing just to see you go through the process of when I first met you, to being like so kind of like taken back, so kind of you know, like I said, just hurt and broken, and to this woman that now is like beaming because like you're like you're on fire, and I know like you had. Um, you had mentioned to us too that you had a lot of kind of encouraging things around you that you wanted to share something that was like really good to get you through. Yes. So there's this book Alexis gifted me um, when I was going through a period of wondering why, you know, why is this happening? Why I, you know, I, I, I gave him my all. I was saying to myself, I, I gave God my all, I surrendered, I did all of these things. Why does it still have to be this way? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't he just turn things around and make Mm -hmm. it right, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, why did it have to end up in divorce? And so there's this um, passage in Lisa Turker's book. And again, the book is, um, it's not supposed to be this way. And there's a chapter in it, chapter two, and it's called Dust. And I love this because um, she talks about being broken and being shattered, but to the point of dust. And when you have dust, it's nothing. It falls within, you know, in between your fingers. It's weightless. It's nothing. I mean, you blow it away. And um, as I as I was reading that chapter, uh, there's this little passage, and it says, "If I want His promises, I have to trust His process." I have to trust that first comes the dust Mm -hmm. and then comes the making of something even better with us. God isn't ever going to forsake you, but he will go to great lengths to remake you. What if disappointment is really the exact appointment your soul needs to radically encounter God? Wow. Isn't that powerful? It's so powerful. Because nobody wants to be broken. Nobody wants to be broken. But Lisa Turkhurst does an amazing, yes. very eloquent way of showing what 
God does with brokenness. Absolutely. And I remember having this conversation with you, Alexis, and I was so excited when I started reading this book. <laughs> and I hit chapter two and I was like, oh my God, I'm at chapter two. Guess what happened? <laughs> and, um, you know, and then I, I remember telling you, I said, gosh, it's it hurts so bad to be broken. And this is such an awful time for me right now. But if this is what I have to look forward to, then I want to be completely shattered. Wow. And that's just like more surrendering and more surrendering and asking God, you know, use me, use me, use me. And another thing that you kept saying to me was that this was going to be my testimony. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that I carried with me as things got harder and harder and harder. And it's like, God's just, he's, he's going to use this. He's going to use this. He's going to rebuild it. He's going to restore it. And that's exactly what he did for me. Wow, that is amazing, Karen. I I really, I praise God for what he did in your life. And I'm so honored. And I know Alexis is too, to have been a part of that. I remember meeting you. And mm-hmm. just like Alexis said, man, it's like a totally different person. Mm-hmm. You are so different from Karen <laughs> that we met. God has done so much. Mm-hmm. But per usual... The messy message is not about hearing someone's life story and uh, not doing anything about it. Like, this is not just about you hearing this. This is not a lifetime movie. Um, We want you to search your heart right now. We want you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, to ask yourself, like, Lord, am I walking in your love? Mm -hmm. Do I know what true love is? Mm -hmm. Do I um, seek you, look for you the way that I need to? Do I need to have one of these moments like Karen did where I lose it all right, right. in order to, to get that back? What, what will happen if I do? What, what will happen if my life crumbles? Will I stick with yeah, you? Yeah. Will I worship you? Will I come to you? These are all, I think we all have moments. You call them reckonings, right? Yeah. We all have moments in our lives that they, they're make it or break it. Mm-hmm. And they force us to say, okay, like I'm either going to do this by myself or I'm going to hold on to God with everything I have. Yes, God. And trust in him. And you know, the interesting part about the story is like, we're not, we're not here saying, oh yeah, it all worked out and look. Like they walked away into the sunset. Like this is a very real situation. Yeah. At the end of the day, it, it, it did end up in divorce, but that doesn't mean that she is divorced. It's not her identity. It's not who she is. And if you've been divorced, it's not who you are. You are not divorced. You are a person that has gotten a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important not to make that a part of your identity and a part yeah. of who you are. It's important to know who God says you are and that you are loved by him. Yes. Amen. So want to wrap up here? We got to wrap it up. This has been amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much, Karen, for being vulnerable and and sharing your story and, Mm. and your amazing testimony. We're all about the redemption Amen. because we know that there's a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And dust gets messy, yep. right? Yes, it sure does. But, you know, God knows how to use that for a wonderful message. And that's what we're all about here. Um, you guys, we want to hear from you. We would love for you to follow us, to like us, to share the Messy Message podcast and rate us. We're on all the streaming platforms this is a labor of love for us mm-hmm. and we just really want to connect with people out there who feel like, you know, their situation's too bleak, they've done too much, 
God's not present in their life and we want to say he is. And guess what? He loves you beyond limits. He loves you so, so very much. And if you got nothing out of this, I hope you heard that loud and clear from Karen, Mm. that she was loved by God. And that's what she needed to come and understand first and foremost was the love that God had for her. So thank you for tuning in. We're praying for you. We mean that genuinely. We hope you come back and we'll see you on the next, or hear from you on the next episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye.